Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic is entitled, The Last Chapter. Have you ever read a book that contained a lot of adventure and conflict, but before you read half of it, you found yourself thumbing the last pages? Then as the suspense builds, you just can't stand it. You read the last chapter so you can know how it will all end. Now, it sort of ruins the book, but it satisfies you to know how your character is going to make it in the end. Now, this is not the best reading plan, but you know how it finishes, and somehow that settles your heart. Now, life on planet Earth is suspenseful, to say the least. There's a lot of conflict, not only between nations and people, but also between good and evil. In fact, the human race is involved in a cosmic conflict involving Satan and the rebellious angels and fallen mankind who are at enmity, hostile with the holy sovereign of God. The Bible's use of this concept is recorded in Hosea chapter 4, verse 1 and following. Hear the word of the Lord, O children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. There is no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land. In Isaiah chapter 1, 1 and following, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Here's what the prophet says. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Children have I reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crib, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, offspring of evildoers, children who deal corruptly. For they have forsaken the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel. They are utterly estranged. Why will you still be struck down? Why will you continue to rebel? The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it but bruises and sores and raw wounds. They are not pressed out or bound up or softened with oil. Do you understand? Man is hostile toward God, and God has a controversy with sinners. Fallen, sinful humans greatly need reconciliation with the holy God. That's man's dilemma. There are times in our life, in our spiritual blindness, when we wonder who is going to win in the end. Never fear. There's no doubt, though the Lord God Almighty is the victor. Listen to these verses from the Bible, which addresses this matter. 1 Corinthians 15, 56. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 2, beginning at verse 13. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. 
He forgives us all of our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Revelation 19, verse 6. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and the loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God Almighty reigns. As an encouragement, God has given his people a glance at the last chapter on the scroll of human history. The reading of the last chapter assures us that we know the conflict is worth the effort for the glory of God and ultimate deliverance of his people. So what does the last chapter reveal? Well, the last chapter is found in the last book of the New Testament by the name of the revelation of Jesus Christ or the apocalypse. You find it in Revelation 19 and 20 and 21. So what does the last chapter reveal? First, the last chapter reveals that Jesus Christ is the ultimate conqueror of sin and evil and Satan. Here's how John describes it in Revelation 19, verse 11 and following. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has his, this name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and the armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured and with it the false prophet. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. So the first chapter reveals that Jesus Christ is the ultimate conqueror of sin and evil and Satan. The last chapter also reveals that the effects of the fall of mankind in Adam are reversed. There's a restoration that's even better than the first paradise. Sickness, pain, and death are no more. Instead, there's fullness of life and eternal harmony. Even the effects of mankind's own nature is destroyed. In the end, Jesus will right the wrongs and usher in his eternal rule of righteousness. John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look! God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death 
our mourning, our crying, our pain, for the old order of things has passed away. In the end, all people and all angels and every created being will acknowledge either with joy or in utter defeat that Jesus Christ is Lord. From heaven itself will peal the shout, Hallelujah, for the Lord God, the Almighty reigns. Thirdly, the last chapter tells us that God will one day finish in us his work of grace. He has promised it, and he will do it. Philippians 1.6 I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, uncorrupted, unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being protected by God's power through faith for a salvation that's ready to be revealed in the last time. Here, the promise of the Lord Jesus himself in John chapter 10. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life. They will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. On the day of Christ Jesus' return, we shall shine forth in the glory of God. Colossians 3, 4 reads, Beloved, we are God's children now, this is 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. We shall see Jesus as he is on the day of his return, and we shall be transformed into his perfect image by the power and the grace of God. In the end, Jesus reigns, and we who share his life through faith in his name shall reign with him. Listen to the words of this glorious hymn by Henry Alford, celebrating this great day of the Lord Jesus. Ten thousand times ten thousand in sparkling raiment bright, the armies of the ransomed saints throng up the steeps of light. Tits finished, all is finished, their fight with death and sin, fling open wide the golden gates, and let the victors in. Bring near thy great salvation, thy lamb for sinners slain. Fill up the role of thine elect, then take thy power and reign. Appear desired of nations, thine exiles long for home. Show in the heavens thy promise thine, thou prince and savior come. That's our prayer. Now, since we've had a glimpse at the last chapter, we're ready to continue the journey with assurance of faith and a hope that will not disappoint. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. At the next time, remember, Christ the Redeemer, he is our hope of glory. In him we live. <laughs>